All right, here we go, guys. Putting headphones on, that's kind of the cue that things are recording. Let's see, I'm going to turn, turn my level up a little bit so I can hear it. Oh, oh, moving the chair up. Here we go, guys. What's going on? Welcome to Craft Conversations, where I craft conversation with myself, maybe another person sitting across the table from me. And we talk a little bit about craft beer, which I've got a beer here sitting in front of me. Uh, I had a couple already. So let's get into it, right? So tnriverraft at gmail.com. What's that? Well, that is the uh, business card from my buddy Slayton Johnson. He runs a underground river rafting experience up there in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. If you want to experience the river like you've never experienced before, a river, the river, any river that you want to get on, maybe not any river because you have, you have to go on the river that Slayton provides for you, which is up there in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. But he runs an underground uh, rafting excursion up there. He's got his own raft. I think he's actually he's actually uh, got a new raft since the last time I was up there. So he's doing some good things. Um, hook up with him when you're up there in Gatlinburg before you even go. Email him at tnriverraft at gmail.com. Let him know you're coming up. Let him know you're already there and say, hey, Slayton, I'm looking for an experience. Brian Dales from uh, Craft Conversation Studios said that you could give me an experience like no other. And I'm looking for that. And I'm willing to donate to your cause uh, the donation per boat is a hundred bucks. You know, work it out if you need to. If you don't have a hundred bucks and you need uh, a little bit of a deal, I'm sure Slayton is up for negotiation. It's underground guys. You know, underground guys always negotiate a little bit. They got some wiggle, wiggle. There it goes again. Every time, as you guys have paid attention, you've been following me from the get, uh, the get go, the get go. I have trouble saying W's and R's together in the same consecutive uh, words for some reason. So, wiggle room. If I really think about it, I can say it, but to put those together just kind of on a whim, it's not good. I got a pair of glasses over here, guys. These are supposed to be in my bag. I was looking for these earlier. We'll put them back in the bag. Took my uh, computer and stuff to work because I was trying to upload some video. Um, what was that doing? I was doing an ad. I'll come back to that. Pay attention. So, tnriverraft at gmail.com. That's where you can find Slayton Johnson. He's going to take you on a river experience that you've never had before. And it's going to be fantastic. So, hook up with Slayton Johnson. Uh, we're also brought to you by the Keto Dojo. I just looked it up a second ago. The Keto Dojo is a page that I started with my good friend Karen. She is my admin. Uh, my older son is also an admin on the page. We, a few episodes ago, I had mentioned that we hit 400 members. We are now up to 416, so this thing just keeps growing and growing and growing. People are having fantastic success. They're having, uh, they're getting their health back. Their biomarkers, their labs are coming back fantastic. Uh, the doctors are happy. I, I even had my doctor tell me when I went to the doctor one time and I told her how much weight I had lost and the diet that I was on, she said, could you please come in and talk to my other patients and tell them what you're doing 
and give them a lecture or a class or a master speech of some sort um, and tell them what you're doing and how successful it is and, and why it works and whatever. So I haven't done that, but you know what? Now that I just mentioned it, I might get back up with my provider and say, hey, if you want to give me um, some exposure on my Keto Dojo, pa Dojo page or you want to give me some exposure on my podcast or, you know, let's work out some kind of deal here. And if you want me to give your patients some information, uh, you know, I have a medical background. I was in the medical field for 21 plus years in the Air Force. And <clears throat> I know a little bit about health and wellness and fitness. So, yeah, if you want to hook me up with some perks, I'll come in and talk to your to your patients and try and see if we can help some people together. But anyway, the Keto Dojo, they're already helping people. We're at 416 members. We're on Facebook. Look us up, The Keto Dojo. And uh, we're going to give you some, some great tips on how to uh, go about getting into ketosis, about uh, why using ketones is a good source of fuel or better source, source of fuel than glucose and sugars, carbohydrates. Um, we'll give you some fantastic recipes and stuff that you can utilize and take advantage of to make sure that you're getting the proper nutrition and great meals throughout the day. So get on over to the Keto Dojo on Facebook. Also, I wrote a book. I've talked about it many times. Man, I'm tired, guys. It is um, it's 2 a.m. in the morning, Friday morning. Um, worked all day at the Homegrown Brew House, which is uh, another sponsor of ours. But lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. That's where you can find the book that I, that I wrote. Uh, it's all fun and games and tell. It is a memoir, memoir, how the fuck do you say that goddamn word? It's a, it's a memory of, of something I did in the past. I think that's called a memoir, memoir, memoir. I don't know why I can't say words, but memoir, memoir, something like that. It is a book of stories that I wrote about myself and about my life uh, from the year of 1992 to 1998 when my ex-wife and I were down in Valdosta, Georgia. So it goes through some trials and tribulations, some stories of sorts of stuff that uh, maybe I was doing that we were doing together to kind of sabotage our relationship. It goes through some hilarious stories of... Uh, misadventure or adventure as it were and you know uh, something about a Jimmy Buffett concert at one point up in Charlotte North Carolina something about a uh, 260 something plus uh, bike ride from Valdosta Georgia to Charleston South Carolina um, stuff about bankruptcy that we've discussed before in the past um, some stuff at the China Garden about uh, karaoke and how me and Brian Sumter and uh, Peanut, John Allen, how we were the go-to guys for karaoke at the China Garden. Just a bunch of great stories. We talk about the rivalry between uh, Florida State and the Clemson Tigers, about Death Valley there in Clemson, South Carolina. So just a bunch of stuff in that book. Go out there and get it. It's an e-format. You can get it in a hard copy. And I think you're going to enjoy it. 
Uh, what else ads? Lulu.com. We had the Keto Dojo. We talked about uh, Slayton Johnson, Homegrown Brew House. Um, they're open Monday through Saturday. Monday through Wednesday, they're open 3 to 9. Thursday, they're open 3 to 11. Friday and Saturday, 11 to 11. So get on over there to the Homegrown Brew House. They're going to hook you up with uh, 40 plus local beers on tap. We've also got some uh, some beers coming on tap from other states within the United States. We've also got bottles and cans. We have a food menu, bar food, as it were, live music. We just had some tonight from uh, Clayton Lewis, who was on episode six of the podcast. As a matter of fact, uh, Caleb and I interviewed him. He sat right in this chair over here and in the carpet wall and did three acoustic um songs uh, originals that he does that were just phenomenal fantastic and i was so glad to see him tonight up at homegrown brew house he um he brought a little crowd with him he did some great music he's got more originals than i even knew he had he's got an ep that's going to be dropping here shortly so anyway get on over to the homegrown brew house uh this thing will come out tomorrow morning we've got a guy coming in tomorrow wilson i don't remember his name off the top of my head top of my head but Wilson something he's playing tomorrow night Blue Sphere who we've had who, who we've had on the show as well um, it's comprised of my roommate Tommy as the front man Scotty Oliver uh, Dave Groninger a bunch of other guys they're going to be playing at Coastal Coffee Roasters on Saturday night from 7 to 9 and I've extended an invitation for them to come out to Homegrown Brew House afterwards for an after party they'll finish up 9.30-ish, you know, getting all their gear together, 9.45 maybe, uh, getting all their stuff packed up, get back over to Homegrown Brew House, hopefully around 10-ish, 10.15. We're going to set up in the corner and kind of get those guys going. They're going to bring their crowd with them over to Coastal, uh, from Coastal Coffee over to Homegrown. We're going to do an after party. And... Um, they're gonna rock the house out. They're gonna they're, they're gonna get warmed up over there at Coast Coffee. They're gonna come over to Homegrown Brew House. They're gonna blow the roof off. So get yourself there. You know when you hear this tomorrow, go ahead and make plans for Saturday night. Get out there around tennish. Um, you won't be sorry. They're they're gonna rock the place off. Rock your face off. Rock the place off. They're gonna do all that stuff. Um, I comment on my. So, that's the ads. Keto Dojo, Lulu.com, Homegrown Brew House, TNRiverAft at gmail.com. I want to make a little correction from the uh, Man's Best Friend episode that I did on Tuesday. I said that my grandparents on my mother's side there in Pepper Hill, that they had Sharpays as dogs. I think my grandmother did have a Sharpay at one point later on in life when it was just her after my grandfather died. And, um, yeah, I think she had a Sharpay. But the dogs I was talking about in the last podcast were actually Pekingese. So I just wanted to make that correction. I said the wrong thing. Let's talk about a few of the beers that I drank tonight. Um, up at Homegrown Brew House, I had a Munkle 
third floor triple. So that's Monkle Brewing Company. That's in downtown Charleston here. It's a Belgian triple. I don't have any info on this thing, but I want to tell you that it is a very classic Belgian triple. Monkle Brewing Company is doing fantastic stuff down there with Belgian beers. And this guy is spot on for a Belgian triple. Very clean, um, very tasty, very smooth. 8.2% um, ABV, which you can't even tell. I mean, it's it, it drinks like a six, uh, maybe a 6% ABV beer. It's got an average rating of 3.95. Uh, I don't even have a rating in here on it, but I've drank two or three of them at least so far, and I would probably give it at least a 4.0, maybe a 4.25. I think it's just it's spot on as far as the triple goes. So I drank one of those tonight. I went over to the Kickin' Chicken, which I'll talk about here in just a second. I usually go over there and I get a Hop Art. That's from Coast uh, Brewing Company, which is in North Charleston, over there on the old Navy base. It's, a, it's an American IPA. Used to be one of my favorite beers here in town, and Coast was my favorite brewery, but I'll, I'll be honest, Coast has kind of fallen to the wayside. I mean, there's so many new breweries that are opening up that are just doing fantastic things. I mean, you got Charlestown Fermentory, you got Common House, you got Ghost Monkey that's come out the box, you got Snafu that's doing some pretty decent stuff. Um, Evans Oast, I mean, just so many breweries that are popping up that are just doing phenomenal things, and you got Coast is kind of just. Um, hiding out in the background and I know they're getting ready to expand they're getting ready to do some new stuff they're expanding their uh, current space they're going to create a tap room in there and I hope that the production is going to pick up and they're going to start doing some new and uh, unique things and some phenomenal stuff but they've got a good lineup of standard beers that they produce they've got a Boy King they've got, a, uh, they got this Hop Art IPA Blackbeard, which comes out seasonally, which is an imperial stout. And a lot of times they do a barrel-aged version of that. Or not a lot of times, every year they do. Um, they got some good standard beers, and they're very classic. They're very true to style. They're very delicious. They're very on point. But, man, they've got to come out with some new things. They've got to, they've got to pick up their game and keep up with the Joneses because... There's a lot of new breweries out there that are doing phenomenal stuff, and Coast is just kind of doing the same old, same old. And they're getting by. I mean, they're distributing. they got cans on the shelves, and they're making it. But anyway, what I was getting into is I had this hop art, and what it says here, it's 7.7% ABV. It's an American IPA, 75 IBUs, average rating 379 um, the description here, walking a fine line of sweet malt and assertive hop character. A hop presence so enticing, it truly is a work of art. So, hop art, work of art. I think it's very delicious. I went to Kickin' Chicken today after work, which I do quite often. It's right down the street, and I like hop art, Coast. It's one of my favorite breweries, one of my favorite beers around town. Classic style. American IPA. The I even got it in a frosted glass, which I don't prefer, but it's what they serve there at the Kickin' Chicken, unless you ask otherwise. So a frosted glass drew this beer down into it. 
popped it over to me. I made a food order, took the first sip of beer, warm as piss. Maybe not that warm, but you get the idea. So I called Kayla over at the bartender, and I'm, I'm like, hey, this is not normal. I come in here all the time, and I get beer, and this is uh, this beer's warm. She's like, yeah, I know. Um, I've been trying to get it 86 all day, but they keep just telling me to serve it, and hopefully people will drink it. And I said, well, what's wrong with it? You know, why is it warm? Is something wrong with the cooler? I said, is there anything else on tap? Because, you know, they got taps back here on this wall. They got taps up front. I said, is there something else I can get, you know, IPA-wise that uh, is going to be cold? And she said, no, they're all kind of, um, they're, um, you know, kind of not doing well. And I said, well, what's the problem? What, you know, is there a refrigeration problem? <laughs> is the, the compressor or something bad on all these units or something? And she said, and I quote, I'm not at liberty to discuss that. <laughs> like, this is this is not the military. It's not like the government. We're not at the Pentagon uh, getting ready to fight uh, Russia or fight some aliens or something where you can't disclose information to me because I don't have a top secret clearance. <laughs> Just tell me what's wrong with the goddamn coolers and why my beer is piss warm. So anyway, she can't divulge that information. And she's been trying to get the beer 86, which in restaurant terms, if you don't don't know what 86 means, 86 is usually that they're out of something. But So, anyway, I didn't drink that beer. I'm not drinking a warm beer. I like my beers to warm up a little bit while I'm drinking them because uh, different characters and notes and things like that come out. But not. Uh, I don't want it coming out the box warm, so... Um, I asked what they had in cans as far as IPAs go, something that I could drink that would be a little more palatable, palatable. So she offered up a Green Door uh, IPA from Freehouse Brewing Company. Freehouse Brewing Company is also in North Charleston, right around the corner from Holy City Brewing. And Palmetto, or not Palmetto, Polly's Island Brewing now, as a matter of fact. They're all kind of a trifecta right there in that little... Uh, North Charleston side of Dorchester Road area. So Green Door Organic IPA actually, 6.2% ABV, 65 IBUs, got an average rating of 3.6. I disagree with that. I'd say a 3.75 is what I would give it. Uh, generous additions of organic American hops. It's a citrusy, grassy, and herbal. Uh, combined with organic malts to strike a perfect balance with our house ale yeast, a crisp and fresh hot flavored IPA. Open the green door. So the ingredients on it are organic malted barley, organic nugget, cascade, and Simcoe hops, and house ale yeast. So I guess they're kind of uh, reproducing their uh, yeast in-house there. So Freehouse, they're doing organic brews down there. So go check them out. Um, I'm not sure on the hours right off the top of my head, but they're not open at the beginning of the week. It's kind of midweek on. So get down there to free house. And right now what I'm going to do is open up this Voodoo Ranger that's kind of sitting here in front of you. Voodoo Ranger is a, it's an IPA from New Belgium Brewing Company. Has an average rating of 3.68. They do a couple variations of this. They have the Imperial Voodoo Ranger. They have the Voodoo Ranger. 
This one is 7% ABV, 50 IBUs. It's bursting with tropical aromas and juicy fruit flavors from Mosaic and Amarillo hops. This golden IPA is perfectly bitter with a refreshing sublime finish. And I've rated it once. Let's take a look at it. I've had it numerous times, but... Uh, oh, I don't even know. What? Man. I hate this thing. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I've had it once before. I think I probably gave it at least a 3.75. Could have been maybe a 3.5, but... Who knows? Because I can't find it. So let's see, we did some ads. I made an apology about uh, the Sharpay not being a Sharpay, that it was a Pekingese. Um, yeah, back to the kicking chicken. So the beer was warm off the tap. I don't know what was going on with that. And then she couldn't divulge that information for whatever reason. It's top secret. So I get up for a second. I go to the bathroom. I'm walking down the hallway. Everything's kosher. There's no signs. There's uh, you know some rugs, kind of runners going up to the to the walkway up to the bathroom. I open the door, step in, almost fall and bust my ass. There is a trough of water. I look at well. There's a couple buckets sitting there. Uh, if you walk in straight from the doorway, you go straight into the uh, stall. If you veer off to the right, you kind of make your way over to the couple urinals that are there. The sink is immediately to your right as you walk in the bathroom. There is at least, a, let's see, that's one foot, two, there's like a three foot wide area. As soon as you walk through the door of standing water on the floor, maybe a half an inch to an inch deep on the floor, there's a couple buckets there full catching water so they're overflowing nobody's paying attention to you know emptying em emptying those buckets and, and maintaining them so the buckets are useless at this point i look up to the ceiling the false ceiling you know a bunch of tile um ceiling area going on up there water just dripping profusely off of the ceiling down into these overflowing buckets spilling out onto the floor and of course causing the the half inch to one inch um area of raised water on the floor so i walk in i just barely catch it as i'm walking in so i'm, I'm stepping and i do like an overstep like oh okay i gotta get past this water so I overstep place my foot down foot slips a little bit i catch my balance i bring my other foot over jump over to the other side of this uh stream that's going on in the bathroom go over and use the bathroom with the urinal come back across I don't know. It's just, it's, it's abysmal. It's a mess. There's that leak going on. There's two buckets there that um, are overflowing. There's another leak on the other side of the, um, the uh, sinks over there. I don't know what's going on. The place is a mess. It's flooded. It's chaos. So, did I mention anything to the bartender? I did not. I'm sorry, guys. Um... I'm just going to assume that they knew the place was fucked up because it was fucked up. I almost killed myself. I went back to the bathroom a second time, did the same thing. Stepped over the stream, almost slipped and fell. I probably could have could have got some money out of it, but I didn't feel like injuring myself just to get a little bit of money. 
So I did not. And again, I went back to the bar and did not uh, mention it to the bartender. So I don't know. They've got some issues going on over there. Apparently, the ACs or the coolers are out in the um, where the kegs are, and there's a huge leak within the ceiling of some sort. I don't know what's going on. But we're going to open this beer. Voodoo Ranger. I'm using a bottle opener and a um, wine tool from Accidental Wine. We're going to pour this into a Goat Patch Brewing Company beer can glass, which is from Goat Patch Brewing Company out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's fantastic glass. I love it. I have two of them. And <clears throat> Leia just went back into the carpet wall area. I'm not sure what she's doing over there. I think she took... What did she do? Leia, what do you got over there? She is eating a bottle cap that I just threw over there. I think it's from the Voodoo Ranger. So, Leia, give me the bottle cap. Give it here. Yep. The New Belgium Voodoo Ranger bottle cap right here. I missed the uh, trash can and she picked it up. Hey, get over it. Get on your bed. Alright, so the Pekingese, the ads, we talked about uh, kicking chicken. I was working the night at homegrown and I. It's Thursday night, so it's supposed to be singer-songwriter or homegrown singer-songwriter series presented by Fleming Moore. And Fleming Moore is a good friend of mine. He runs Bummerville Amphitheater. It's a nonprofit that he's put together to try and help out local musicians here in Somerville. And I, you know, we partnered up with him and did our um, festival, the Rivercraft 2018, out at Blackwater on the Ashley. So uh, we're good friends. We're partnered up. We do some things together, and I was expecting him to be there tonight to play some music. Next thing I know, Clayton Lewis walks in, and Clayton Lewis, if you remember, is from episode 006 of the podcast. Uh, Caleb and I sat down and talked to Clayton Lewis about um, his musical endeavors, and he sang uh, two or three epic acoustic songs for us, and I was very happy to see Clayton Lewis walk in tonight. Fantastic dude, great head on his shoulders, uh, super talent. If I had a recording studio where I could record an album, I would be putting out his album right now because I think he is just going places. And I would love to record him. He has an EP coming out. I'm not sure exactly the date on it, but he mentioned it tonight. And when I was talking to him after he performed, he kind of mentioned it again that it was coming up. I didn't get a date on it, guys, but I'll try and uh, maybe get it in the show notes. I'll look it up after I get done recording here, see if I can find out when that's maybe coming out. But uh, this is some music that you're going to want to get. This guy is phenomenal, really talented. He's got some great uh, licks that he's put together, some riffs, uh, some lyrics. He's just doing fantastic stuff. He brought a little bit of of a crowd with him. Uh, his mother was there, some other friends of his, just put on a great show, and it was, you know, it's one of the reasons I like to work 
and I want to be um, partnered up with Caleb there at Homegrown Brewhouse. I mean, they're just doing phenomenal stuff. They have great talent that comes through there. It's always a blast when you're working. It doesn't even feel like work. It feels like you're just um, you're at an event and you're just uh, you're just pouring some drinks for people, you know. And every now and then you pour one for yourself as well. So it's not a bad time at all, really, if you think about it. So he was there uh, just as good as ever. I'm looking for his EP to come out. Uh, of course, I don't have, you know, I got two CDs sitting over here from Fleming Moore, as a matter of fact, talking about Fleming. I don't know where to play them. The cellophane is still on them. I haven't even opened them up because I got, I have no CD player to put them into. So, um, hopefully Clayton puts out uh, something on Apple or iTunes or something where I can just get this thing downloaded. He did give me a shout out tonight, which I thought was very cool. The second part of his set, uh, you know, he mentioned that, uh, hey, Brian doesn't just bartend up there. He's got multiple talents, and one of them is uh, being a podcast host, and he mentioned the podcast, and um, he played a song immediately after that that he performed on the podcast, which was my favorite one that he did. So that was pretty fantastic that he gave me a little shout-out. I was uh, blushing, um, and I really appreciate it. He's a good dude. Um, and then he even came up to me in private, you know, afterwards, we were talking at the end of the bar, just kind of, uh, having a drink and sharing a moment or whatever. And he mentioned that, you know, he keeps getting notifications about every time I put out a new episode of the podcast and that he thinks that the solo stuff that I'm doing is some of the best stuff yet. So he's impressed with it and thinks that, um, the new direction is even better than the original direction. So some good feedback there. I've gotten that feedback a few times from quite a few people, as a matter of fact. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, keep moving on, keep doing, um, keep on keeping on, right? Because people are liking what I'm doing. So tonight, and I say this every, I say this every episode, but I feel like I'm just kind of rambling and don't really have a direction to go. I kind of loosely do, but you know, doing this thing solo and recording twice a week, it it kind of becomes a little difficult to figure out what you're going to talk about and always have a topic to talk about. So I hope I've got a few things that we've kind of hit on. Uh, and Clayton said he's ready for his next episode. He said he's ready to come back on and, and um, play some of his new stuff, some of his new tunes that he's been working on talk about his EP this upcoming so we might get Clayton Lewis on here very shortly and maybe he'll play some more music for us and we'll get some video of that and put a show together with Clayton Lewis probably one of my favorite guests we've had on to be honest um, of course I love Gordon I'm not going to go through and mention everybody I've had on and talk about him but Clayton's been one of my favorites I mean I've said Numerous times I said during his podcast, 006, that if I had the means to do it, and if I had a, a legit studio, recording studio, I'd be signing him in a heartbeat. I mean, he's that much of a talent, and I think um, I see things in him that I would like to get a contract with and get some stuff down on vinyl or CD or tape or whatever the, the the medium is these days because that guy's he's got it going on man 
he's got it going on. So anyway, this last Saturday I pinned down Gordon Peters. I don't know if I talked about this last episode. I don't think I did, but Gordon Peters was up at Homegrown. Um, he had been a few, few places before he came over. I was working. We sat down and uh, he had a couple of drinks and we said, hey, why don't you come back to the house and we'll record and put an episode together tonight. Okay. Gordon says, yeah, let's do that. So I closed up shop. We're supposed to close at 11 o'clock on Saturday. We didn't get out of there until 1230. So we get back to my house. He sits down right across from me here um, on the table in the studio, Craft Conversations. I say, okay, I'm going to hit record. I hit the button on the, the computer. We're sitting across from each other talking, and it's all just gibberish. It's nothing. It's horrible. It's got no content. It's got no context. It's got no wow factor. It's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's not interesting. It's nothing. It's crap. I look across from him at like six minutes in and say, Gordon, we're not releasing any of this. It is horrible. It is not releasable. Gordon says, I agree. I trust you. I have not signed any release, but I trust that you will not release anything that is that is derogatory or not releasable or uninteresting. And I trust that if you do find it interesting, you will release it, and I'll be okay with whatever you release. So Gordon, trust me. And I recorded 45 minutes of audio that evening. I went back. I've got uh, a piece of paper right here. I went back in my notebook the day after, and I listened to all 45 minutes, and I was trying to jot down spaces. And I said, okay. I know most of this was crap, but in 45 minutes, I should be able to pull together 10 minutes worth of stuff. So I'm writing, you know, an intro time, and I'm going to try and find an outro time, you know. So maybe I find five minutes worth of something here. Maybe I find three minutes here. Maybe I find another 10 minutes here. I piece together a little show that I can uh, release as exclusive content, maybe. 45 minutes worth of crap, horseshit, dog shit, nothing. I did not find not even one minute, not even 30 seconds of something that I wanted to release out of that episode. So <laughs> I can't believe we sat here for 45 minutes and did not come with come up with anything. I mean, everything was just, it was absolutely horrid. There was not one shred of an ounce of a conversation that I could put together that I want to release to you guys. It was horrible. It was no good whatsoever. So, with that said, I had pinned down the elusive Gordon Peters. I had him in the studio. I had the record button pressed. I was recording stuff. It was nothing that I could release to the world. Sorry, guys. Couldn't do it. We're going to get him on, I promise. Uh, I've got him. Yeah, I'm not going to go into all the people that I have, but I still keep trying to just wait on Gordon. I want him to be the first guest on this uh, new evolution of the podcast, but we might have to move on to somebody else because he is too elusive, and i got to get a guest on here. I'm tired of talking by myself and trying to figure out stuff to talk about. I need somebody across over here on this other microphone to... 
to kind of fill in the gaps a little bit and help me fill in some time. Speaking of time, where are we at right now? Man, we're already 35 minutes in. Time flies, man. Time flies. What else we got here? Fleming. Oh, Sunday. I talked about it uh, on Tuesday or Monday night that I wanted to go up to Boone. I said it might be a couple weeks before I get up there, but I've decided I'm going up uh, early Sunday morning. I'm going to go up there. Uh, I have Monday and Tuesday off. I don't go to work. Uh, I'm sorry, mon uh, Sunday and Monday off. I don't go to work until late Tuesday afternoon. So I'm going to go up early Sunday morning. I'm going to uh, do some stuff all day Sunday. I'm going to stay the night. I'm going to have the entire day on Monday. I'll stay the night, and then I'll leave out early Tuesday morning in time for me to drive and show up at work at the coffee house and uh, do my shift and then go just take a break. But So my plan is, you know, I talked about Grandfather Mountain on the episode the other night. That's my plan. I'm going to go up. I'm going to get an Airbnb that I found for 50 bucks a night. It's a fantastic spot. It's like an underground uh, basement Airbnb. It's got a private entry. It's got a private balcony. It's got a kitchenette. It's got a Tempur-Budic uh, queen-size bed. It's got uh, it's one bedroom, one bathroom. 50 bucks a night, guys. You can't beat it. You probably could beat it, but it's hard to beat. Let's put it that way. So... Airbnb for a couple nights. I'm going to go up. I'm going to go to Grandfather Mountain. I'm going to hike that entire trail halfway. I'm not going to go all the way out to the to the highway to the beginning of the profile trail. I'm going to go about halfway in, halfway in, and then uh, pull myself back out. I'll do the uh, swinging bridge. I'm going to get a lot of pictures. I'll probably put uh, a good bit of them up on Instagram and the Facebook page as well. Let you guys be a part of that. Uh, I'll hit a couple breweries. I'm going to definitely go to Appalachian Mountain Brewery, which we talked about the other night. My favorite place up there in Boone so far. I'm also going to go to um, Lost Province Brewing Company. They have a fantastic um, stone-fired pizza place within the brewery right there. they got fantastic beers. They do some Belgian-style stuff. They do some classic American stuff as well. Appalachian Mountain Brewery normally has, uh, you know, some music or some trivia or some karaoke or an open mic or some comedy. They always got something going on over there, so I'll enjoy both of those breweries. I'll hit Grandfather Mountain and whatever else I can get into. Who knows? I might do some rafting, something. But I'm going up there Sunday morning, and I will come back. Well, shit. I'll be up there Sunday and Monday, staying the night, so I'm going to have to take this mic with me, my board, my computer, and I'll probably podcast out of the um, out of the uh, Airbnb there. Or I'll find a spot on the side of the road if I have to. Well, i got to have power, so I'll find something, whether it's in a coffee shop or whether it's in the, uh, the lobby of the hotel. Or, shit, I'm not doing the hotel. I'm doing an Airbnb. I was going to do a hotel. I was going to go to the Hampton Inn up there because I'm a Hilton Honors member, but I decided the, uh, the Airbnb, I could stay two nights for the price of one night at the hotel. So anyway, I'll take this uh, mic, the computer, the soundboard, all the cabling and stuff, and 
I'll do the podcast from the Airbnb more than likely. But if I can find power somewhere cool, I'll do I'll do something somewhere else. So that is the plan. What else? Headed to Boone. Oh, last night, so I'm leaving. I'm leaving Homegrown Brew House, right? Last night was um, Wednesday, so I got off at 9 o'clock. It's about 9.30ish or whatever. I'm in my truck. I have a 2009 Nissan Frontier. It's a four-door crew cab. I leave. Of course, you know, I had a couple of half beers or whatever at work. You know, I like to try the beers and be able to explain what the beers taste like and offer uh, different things to the customers and stuff. So a couple of half beers, nothing to, to write home about. I leave the brew, the brew house. I get in my truck. I go, I guess that's north. Direction doesn't matter. But I'm going to Kicking Chicken, which is where I go a lot of times. You know, maybe 70% of the time when I get off work, I go to Kicking Chicken. I'm driving down Main Street. I'm in the, the right-hand lane. I pull over into the left because i got to make a left turn eventually. So I'm in the left-hand lane. I come up to a light, and I'm sitting next to a sheriff's car on my right. I haven't done anything wrong. We leave the stoplight. We're both uh, side by side. I'm kind of going about 35 miles an hour. The speed limit's 30. Um, sheriff's car's uh, lagging a little bit behind me. We come up to the next light. We're both side by side again. We pull off from the light. I get a little bit of a head, about a half a car length. Um, you know, slightly over the speed limit. I'm not swerving, not doing anything. All my lights are on. I got my seatbelt on. Everything's good. Next thing I know, we come up to the next light. I pull off from this light. I'm still in the in the left-hand lane, the, you know, the inside lane. Next thing I know, the, the sheriff's car falls back behind and pulls over and gets gets behind me in the left lane. About five seconds go by, the blue lights come on. I'm like, what in the fuck? I, have, I haven't done anything. I haven't been drinking. I'm not swerving. I'm not speeding. My lights are on. I got my seatbelt on. What in the, what in the world could I have done? So <clears throat> I come out of the left lane. I get over to the right lane. I find a spot where I can pull off of the road. I pull off into this little drive next to a uh, business. I... Stop, put the car in park, roll down my uh, window, I turn on my interior light, I pull down my passenger visor, which has my insurance and my registration card clipped up underneath the visor so it's easily accessible. I pull that out, I open my phone case up, I grab my military ID and I grab my driver's license, and I wait. I sit with my you know hands on the steering wheel, I wait for the cop to come up. <clears throat> I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. These blue lights are in. I can't see it out the mirrors. I can't see what's going on behind me. It's blinding. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Next thing I know, I hear a knock on the passenger window. So this bitch has come up on the passenger side. I don't know why. I can't shoot her on the passenger side. I can't 
uh, I can shoot her on the driver's side, but I can't shoot her on the passenger side. I don't know what the difference is between coming up to one side or the other. Why not come up to the fucking driver's window? But there's some kind of protocol, and I appreciate it. I get it. They've done some studies, I guess, that it's uh, safer to come up to the other side. So I hear a knock on the window. I'm like, what the fuck? So I roll down the other window. Hi, yes, ma'am. Oh, hello, sir. Um, I don't remember exactly what she says. How are you doing this evening or whatever? Do you realize that your third brake light is out? No. No, ma'am. I do not realize my third brake light is out. How the fuck am I going to realize my third brake light is out? I'm not behind my car. I don't ride behind me. I can't see it. You don't see, you know something on your dash that gives you a, a breakdown of all your lights and what's going on with your lights and stuff. You know, you got stuff on the dashboard that, uh, that tells you that you, yeah, I got something that tells me my tire pressure is low. I got a, uh, you know, check engine light that says something's wrong with my engine. I've got a gas light that says my gas is going out of my car or that I'm almost out of gas. Um, I've got lights to tell me that a door is open or, or, or not. I've got a thing that says whether or not my, um, my um, airbag is on or off for, for me or the passenger. I get all these lights on this instrument panel. I get all these things that tell me my speed, that tells me how much gas I got, it tells me if my car is overheating, what my oil pressure is, uh, the voltage on my battery. But I have no light that tells me that my third brake light is out. So for you to ask me if I knew that my third brake light is out is kind of asinine. It's kind of a stupid fucking question. No. I do not know that my goddamn third brake light is out. So anyway, I says, uh, no, ma'am. I did not know that my third brake light was out. Oh, well, can I see your license and registration? And can I see your uh, your um, your insurance card and blah, blah, blah? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Here's all this. I've already got it for you. Here it is. Okay, well, um, it's your responsibility to to maintain your vehicle and you need to be doing an ops check on your car blah 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 so i'm gonna run this i'll be right back so she takes off she goes back to the to her vehicle and i'm sitting there to, saying to myself how the fuck am i supposed to know that my goddamn brake light is out number one i'm single you know i don't have a girlfriend i don't have a wife i don't have any kids at the house i don't have anybody that i can say hey let's go out to the driveway and before i take off and go to work or before i go on this vacation, why don't you help me walk around the vehicle and make sure that all my lights are working and make sure this and that. Because, you know, you need two people to do that. I have to be able to get inside the car. I have to be able to press the brake pedal. Somebody has to be behind the car to let me know that all three of the brake lights are on. I've got to put my blinker on and they've got to be able to tell me, yeah, your right blinker is working. Oh, yeah, turn to the left. Yeah, your left blinker is working. Well, if I don't have those things, I'm just assuming that all my lights are working. The only way that I know that they're not working is if a cop pulls me over and tells me they're not working, right? So to me, it was an asinine question. Do you know that you're... No, you stop me. Just tell me my goddamn light's out and let me go on my way and tell me I just need to fix my light. So I'm sitting there Googling... Um, What are the uh, the laws on brake lights in South Carolina? And I can't find anything. But anyway, she comes back. She comes back and says, uh, Mr. Dales, I'm going to give you a, a warning ticket. You need to go to, you know, your local auto parts store and make sure that you get a light and replace your light because your light is out. And I said, well, 
ma'am, what is the what is the rules in South Carolina? I mean, do you have to have all three brake lights? I got two out of three. I think that's pretty good odds that somebody's going to see me braking. And she's no, she says no. You need to have all three. And I said, well, some vehicles don't have. They only have two brake lights. I mean, most cars, you know, manufacturer only made with two. They didn't have a third brake light. Well, yes, that's true. But your vehicle was made uh, with a third brake light, so you, you need to maintain that third brake light. You need to maintain all the electronics and and lighting and uh, maintenance of your car. So I wasn't gonna argue with her. I said, all right, whatever. Um, I went today on my way to work and I went to AutoZone and I bought a light. It's sitting in my car. I haven't had time to go change it, but if somebody pulls me over again, I'm going to say, hey, look, here's my lights. I've got them. Obviously, nobody's running into the back of me. My two brake lights that I still have are good enough. Um, so I don't know. That was my night last night. And I feel like that because I pulled out of the area that I did by Homegrown Brew House and by another place called The Ice House, which is a, a big time bar that's open until 2 a.m. in the morning, that a lot of people are coming home drunk from, I'm sure, and driving drunk, DUIs and whatever. I feel like since I pulled out from that area that this cop profiled me and thought that she would find some reason to pull me over and see if I was drinking and driving. So. I don't think this third light bullshit is anything to scream or write home about. I don't think it's something that people are being pulled over for and given tickets for. I think there was an ulterior motive there. Can't prove it, but, you know, it was late. I pulled out from, you know, a place where people were pulling out drinking and driving. So I feel like this worked. that's what it was. But, but, you know, cops are just out there doing what they're supposed to do. They're out there, you know. I don't know. They're out there protecting. They're serving um, the people. But, you know, I saw something on the news today when I was sitting and kicking chicken again tonight about how many tickets the police wrote here in South Carolina and Charleston in general, how many tickets they wrote last year compared to this year. And they're trying to write more tickets this year than they did last year. So what does that tell you? That tells you that they're trying to pull you over for anything and everything, stupid or otherwise, just for the sole purpose of writing more tickets, just so they can say they wrote more tickets this year than they did last year. I don't know. Seems kind of silly to me. Seems kind of, you know, and that's the corporate world, man. That's why I got out of the fucking corporate world. They're always, no matter what you did last year, you've got to do more the next year than you did last year. No matter whether it makes sense or not, no matter whether it makes um any difference, you know, if if one cop wrote 180 tickets last year and they write 190 tickets this year, what difference does that make? How How is that improvement besides just addition and it's 10 more than last year? I don't see what the, I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I just don't know sometimes. Oh, the shit we do sometimes is just asinine. So anyway, I think she was just pulling me over just to, just to pull me over. It didn't have anything to do with my goddamn third brake light. Because that's just stupid. It really is. A friend of mine told me one time, never break more than one law at a time. 
in your vehicle. So if you have a, a light out, a headlight out, don't have a brake light out. If you have a brake light out, don't not put your blinker on when you make a turn. Um, just stuff like that. Don't break two laws at the same time and you won't get pulled over. If you're only breaking one law, you won't get pulled over. It's not a bad rule of thumb, but last night I only had one thing going for me. I had a brake light out and I got pulled over, so that rule didn't apply. But I think overall, probably, it works for the most part. Um, what else? I think that's about it, man. I don't know. I'm thinking about going back to just one episode a week because, man, without a guest, which I'm going to get back in here, but it's just hard to find stuff to talk about, man. Hard to find stuff to talk about. But... You know, life, right? I don't know. Sometimes your boat has holes in it, man. You, you get a boat. You go out and you buy a boat. You take it out on the on the river, on the stream, on the lake. You take it out to the beach. You're out in the ocean, whatever. You don't realize it has a hole in it. But once you get out onto the water and you start... Um, you start realizing there's some water down around your feet, around your ankles. You're taking on a little bit of water. You know, it might be an inch or so, a couple inches to start off with. You know, and maybe you just forgot to put the, uh, you know, the plug back into to the boat, depending on what kind of boat you got. But, you know, you're out there just maybe in a small John boat, and all of a sudden you uh, notice some water down around the, the bow of the boat. The bow? The bottom. Just say fucking bottom. I could do all kind of nautical terms but you notice a little bit of water down there and you've, you've got maybe a small hole in your boat um what are you going to do man i mean you can't just stop in the middle of the water and say oh let me just look at this hole in the boat and watch this water come in you got to keep rowing right you got to row to the shore you got to row to another boat you got to row to an island you got to row to a to a buoy some kind of uh stopping point some kind of rescue point where you can kind of assess the situation and you can kind of fix the hole in the boat or you can somehow find an apparatus to get the water out of the boat that you're taking on through those holes but sometimes you just have holes in your boat and if you stand still you're just going to take on more and more water and that boat is going to sink but if you can row if you can keep that momentum going if you can kind of uh, just keep rowing across that water the amount of water that you're going to take on through those holes is going to be less. It's going to be a little more controlled. And you're going to get to a point where you can get some help. And you can get off the water if possible and stop taking on that water. So it's kind of like life, man. Life, sometimes you just, you got holes in your fucking life. And you're just taking on water and you're sinking and you can't, you're about to drown. Uh, you're about to capsize. You're about to to go under and you just got to keep rowing. You just got to keep rowing. No matter how many holes that boat has, if you keep rowing and if you row fast enough and if you row hard enough, you can you can get away from that sinking. You can get away from that boat going under. But you got to keep rowing. You got to keep rowing. You got to get to a point where you're safe. You got to get to a point where you're back on ground 
where you can patch those holes and you can kind of fix those things and you can stop taking on that water. But sometimes life is just like a, a boat full of holes. Keep rowing, guys. If you keep rowing, you can get this to a place of safety is all I'm saying. And that's all I got. Leia's over here. She's sleeping already. It's fucking... It's 3 o'clock in the goddamn morning. I'm going to talk to you soon, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Love you guys.